The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Then he'll say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them that he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished from their sight. Luke 24. Luke tells us the story of our risen Savior appearing to two of his followers traveling to Emmaus on that first Easter. But he also tells us that their eyes were restrained. And for most of the story, they do not recognize the person that they're speaking to as our Lord Jesus. This blindness, this inability to see correctly, it's a common theme in the scriptures, 
And today's gospel presents to us, at this conclusion of the church year, the difficulty of seeing clearly what it means to live both inside and outside the kingdom of God. Now certainly some of that difficulty stems from our having to confront, to see and to hear Christ's judgment. Ezekiel anticipates this unmistakable separation of types of sheep as he describes it, the righteous and the unrighteous, as he tells us what the Lord says. I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed and I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. And of course, justice at first sounds wonderful until we have to ask ourselves just how fat or strong or complacent or self-satisfied we are. These are the nagging questions that make this text hard for us to face today because Matthew identifies surprise as a foundational and maybe not always welcome characteristic of the relationship between God and his people. Notice how the righteous ones here today are surprised to find out that in showing acts of mercy, they have indeed cared for the Lord Jesus himself. In a parallel manner, the unrighteous are surprised to confront the reality that in failing to show mercy to their neighbors, they demonstrated that they had no relationship with Jesus. And as a result, they will experience eternal punishment. We do not need to experience this form of surprise as a kind of trap, a form of cosmic gotcha. Rather, our Lord is gently and persistently employing this sense of surprise in our lives as a means of allowing us to see him distinctly and differently from what we in our sinful imagination imagine him to be. First, he surprises us by revealing that he immerses himself fully into the creation he has made. The second person of the Trinity, the one who spoke this universe and all it contains into existence, takes on human flesh to live with us, to redeem us from sin, death, and the devil. The shepherd who separates sheep from goats is simultaneously the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The one who died on the cross and rose for us is not only our good shepherd, he also becomes our dear brother, and he continually dwells among us as fellow sheep. And what is more, through water and word and bread and wine, he works tirelessly to feed and sustain his sheep. He continually moves heaven and earth to keep his sheep safely with him, while doing all that he can to transform goats into sheep, to bring them home into his fold, to be with him forever. Our Lord also appropriates surprise as a tool to help us witness how he radically reorders the journey of our lives. We may believe that we have been made to accumulate the good things that we find in this world, the first article things, 
that our Lord graciously bestows to us in this life. And we may be tempted to believe that our joy and our purpose comes from getting our hands on more things. But today's text will surprise us. We come to see that our Lord would rather have us follow a very different way, the path of emptying ourselves of all that we have been given. Now, yes, that certainly includes pouring out the forgiveness, the love, the mercy, the care that our Lord lavishes on us at the font and here at the communion rail, and to take that and to share it into the lives of all of our neighbors. And it also certainly includes giving alms from those first article things that our Lord has generously bestowed on us to take those things we have been given and to share them with the people around us who also have needs, great and small. In that way, a day and each person's life becomes most full and most rich when we learn to empty ourselves, to become poor for the sake of our neighbor. And our Lord also employs surprise to help us recognize that endings are actually new beginnings. As the Nazi guards led him to the gallows to face his execution, Dietrich Bonhoeffer reportedly uttered a few words that are both defiance and hope. He said, this is the end, for me, the beginning of life. Today's gospel may lead us to think of conclusions. It's the end of the church year. Maybe it makes us think about the end of our lives. Maybe it thinks we think about the end of happiness, the end of ambitions, the end of the world, the end for some relationships with people that we care deeply about. In the same way, those disciples on the road to Emmaus saw the death of Jesus as a terminus, the loss of all that is good, all those good things that he is. And for them, they were afraid it was the death of hope. But rather, our Lord gently opened their eyes, and he opens our eyes today to see that in the breaking of bread in the Eucharist, we come to live today with our Lord Jesus in his resurrection. And now suddenly we see Jesus as the loss of all bad things, the death of all death. As he feeds us his body and blood in this blessed sacrament, he reminds us that because he has made us righteous, none of those endings is actually a conclusion or a closing or any kind of ending. Rather, in Christ, our Lord tenderly invites us to stand in wonder, to stand in surprise at the entry to an eternity in which he wipes away every tear from our eyes, where he feeds us, he clothes us, he lives with us in a new home as our good shepherd, our savior, our friend, our brother, our king, forever and ever without end. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.